This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, episode 300. Looking back at 2018, looking forward to 2019. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend, Plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did Surprise, you are. was that he created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 300 of Strangers and Aliens. That's right. 300. This is Woo-hoo! a 300th episode. We did make we made it. it. Uh, they they said we'd never make it to Who's they? Who said that? To 300. Give me their names. Okay, no one said it. Okay. Uh, because that's an oddly specific thing anyway, but yeah, 300 <laughs> episodes of Strangers and Aliens and uh yeah, and and so to celebrate, we're going to take a look back at the year 2018 and a look forward at the year 2019, which um wow, really what a momentous <laughs> event. You know, it's just great that we la- happened to land it right here at the end of 2018, beginning of 2019. Because timing. If, if this had happened in June of either year, uh, it wouldn't have worked well. But, but just like every single, like uh, we are known for our perfect timing. So, yeah we are yeah so, i mean that we, we miss it we hey, miss guys. the perfect timing a lot <laughs> guys but i think i think because if it's uh, th- 300 episodes i don't think we have to introduce ourselves each and every single time so i, I don't have uh, to say hi steve 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 mcdonald i don't have to I don't, <laughs> thank I don't you for anyone. thank you for introducing yourself as if you were being interrupted or caught off guard steve yes <laughs> so, steve steve you you handled that well, yeah. So I'm I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm just okay. That's well, my 300. That's what I look forward to most in 2019, and uh, 2038 is I'm looking forward to that as well. And I'm Ben Ben Avery, and then there's also sitting over there, Steve Evan, McDon- David. That, that, 300 episodes, gentlemen. <laughs> So we debated about whether or not uh, we talk about the uh, movie 300 duology for our 300th episode. Talk about uh, 300 and its prequel, 300 Rise of the Empire. Uh, We debated that. Um, We decided not to do that because that would be absolutely ridiculous and a waste of our time to do so. Uh, We were going to get Dr. Jace back for the big 300th episode, but he's much too important and much too busy to also timing you know that that perfect timing we were talking about um like just 300 kind of crept up on us 
and just so happens to be at one of the busiest times of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And also it didn't help that I was uh, throwing out those Advent episodes, which through just five episodes into one month, just we we would have been in in the end of January if I hadn't done that, but I did it anyway. So that's what happens. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about some favorite things we've watched and read in 2018. And heard. Uh, That's not on the list, but okay. Oh, it's going to be on the list. You just got to figure out how you're going to shoehorn that into watched or read. Viewings or readings. I can watch it in my head. That's perfect. See? My head is perfect. You said it. It's on tape. We got it. Roll tape. So where do you want to start, gentlemen? Favorite viewings for 2018, favorite reads from 2018, least favorite from 2018 of our viewings or least favorite reads. Oh, let's start with the least favorites. So least favorite what viewings or reads up to you. Uh, my lists are for are pretty short for this one, but that's what I was asking for. So um, let's go with least favorite reads from 2018. All right. Least favorite reads from 2018. And this could count as as anything. It could be that meme that you saw on Facebook that one day that you thought was just stupid. Uh, Or it could be Ready Player One, (laughs) which is absolutely mine. Ready Player One. I read it. I hated it. I hated every minute of it and or every page of it. Um, It was terrible, awful, no good, very bad. And. Uh, the movie fortunately took what was passable from the book and turned it into a serviceable movie with lots of beautiful eye candy. So, see, I have trouble reading things that I don't want to read. You know, I get I get just far enough where I say, okay, I can justify not reading this because I've read X amount. And yes, you know, okay, yeah. well. The, the blast for me is a little bit too much. So I'm just not going to, you know, for whatever it is, I just get to that point. I can't, I, there I, can't are, I can't imagine reading a whole thing. There are three different reasons for me to finish reading it. One was I was reading it along with a podcast. And so this was a podcast that is done by Mike Nelson and another guy. Uh, Mike Nelson, you might know from the second half of the original run of Mystery Science Theater 3000. He he was Mike and he also does riff tracks and he, which is, you know, basically mystery science theater 3000 without the puppets and without the, uh, made up story to go along with it for why they are talking through the movie. It's just guys talking through the movie. Right. Okay. Which is great. So what they do then is they did a podcast with this book and they would read a chapter or four. I can't remember how the structure was. It was early this year, but they would read through the book and then they would do an episode about that section of the book and just just rip it to shreds and so i'm reading it and i actually i read the ready player one book and i'm reading along with them it was after the fact but i'm reading along and then listening and listening and reading uh but the other reason i wanted to finish it was because i knew the movie was coming and so even though the book was not good i also wanted to see okay how does the book play out and how will this compare to the movie and then the other thing was I was just reading along, just thinking it can't be this bad the entire time. It has to have some redeeming quality. I'm going to find (laughs) it. And I didn't. Now, the interesting thing is the follow-up that the podcast did, uh, which was 372 pages 
we'll never get back or something like that. Um, they decided to do a follow-up season two, which was based on Armada. The same guy who wrote Ready Player One wrote this book called Armada, which is basically imagine the plot for The Last Starfighter, only with lots more 80s nostalgia and lists of things that the author likes. Ugh. And I'm reading that book, and it's not as bad. And I'm listening to the podcast and I'm not enjoying their podcast as much because the book is actually a little bit better and they're making fun of things that I didn't think were bad. And so I haven't gone back to re-listen or listen to the rest of the podcast about the book. Maybe I should now. I don't know. So that's my tale of woe of why I finished a book that I hated every minute of. Uh, <laughs> and so Evan, Steve, one of you guys, why don't you talk about one of or your I don't know how many least favorite things you have. That's my least favorite read from 2018. It's the only one I could think of that I put on my list. So, okay, there it is. Uh, so whatever you guys have on my list, well, do them. Um, let's do those right. three. The one I'm going to say right now is the comic book. I don't know if it's a mini series or a maxi series. It was, a, it was a DC comics event and it was called uh dark Knight metal or dark Knights metal. You guys heard of it? Yes, I have. Sick, I've heard of it. Really didn't like it. What, what about it? Didn't you like? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to necessarily spoil it, but it's basically all about uh, multiverse stuff. But it's not just the regular multiverse. It's what if you had the multiverse and then you flip it upside down, and there's another entire multiverse on the other side, and all the bad people from that multiverse are evil versions of Batman. Okay. It was really stupid. Like <laughs> there there was so much dumb stuff in it. I just, just can't even go into it. I really did not like it. And it it's interesting because a lot of the current Justice League stuff that's going on right now in DC Comics is is coming out of that. And I was enjoying the things I was reading that stemmed from this event. So I'm like, "Oh, sweet. I should check this out." Nope. It was dumb really dumb so is there any actual metal involved i mean is there like yes for some reason a metal band it's like all about nth metal and other special metals and the metals oh, are conductor okay. rod for multiversal dark matter energy Got junk it. Ugh, it was dumb <laughs> so it's not heavy metal well metal. when they were talking metal. about in the lead up to it they were talking about how this is so metal you know yeah yeah that so there's that. Yep. Really didn't like it. All right. Trying to rack my brain to see if there's anything that I actually like read that I didn't like. Like I said, I, I try not to invest in things that I don't like. Well, but that's yeah. why on the, on the outline I put or zero if you can't think of anything. So, yeah. yeah. So I think zero is the thing that I didn't like. <laughs> all right. So, I got two more. Yeah. He's let's let's hear them, Evan. <laughs> They're all comic books. Because I don't read hardly anything that's not a comic book. Um, but uh, Grant Morrison came out with a new – he's on the new Green Lantern series. Uh -huh. And because I went to a special event at my comic book store, I got a Green Lantern like ID badge. that Ooh. I And I really liked it, so I put it on my – where I usually put my driver's license. Uh, and then <laughs> later when I went back – threw there, that driver's license right out, right? Yeah. <laughs> so later when I went back there – they're like, hey, do you have that ID card? Because you can trade it in for a free copy of Grant Morrison's new The Green Lantern number one. I'm like, but do I want to? 
<laughs> because I really usually don't like Grant Morrison. And uh, they were like, oh, yeah, just trade it in. We'll give you the card back, but you can get a free comic. I'm like, all right, sweet. So I got it, read it. Horrible. <laughs> wow. hey, do you still have it, though? I do. You want it? I do want it. Yeah, I do want to read it. Yes, you can have it and never give it back to me. All right, cool. So um, what about it is bad? Oh, it's like if you like Grant Morrison, then it's not bad. But I don't what? like Grant Morrison and because it, it's, it's it's all just like he's just pulling random sci-fi weird jargon out of nowhere that's not going to turn into anything. He's just saying it just to say it. And it's all these weird, weird concepts and if you really like those weird, weird, abstract sci-fi concepts, you'll like it. Um, but and I, I do like some I do like me some weird sci-fi abstract concepts. But just for some reason, the way Grant Morrison goes about it, I don't like it. Like he wrote Final Crisis, which is one of the worst comic books I've ever read in my entire <laughs> life. And uh, like I should do a podcast episode where I just go through that uh, issue by issue. Because should you? <laughs> I don't it'll, know. It'll just be me ranting. Yeah, for, that's, why Wars that's why I'm asking. Yeah. All I right. Think so. This this coming year, we should have like like individual like a sub series of our of our episodes where we just like rip apart something that's terrible. <laughs> like you know, like have like fifty episodes that go along with our regular episodes that are just like ripping apart. Yeah. Other who, who's going to be editing? and producing these episodes because it's not going to be me and i have a feeling it's not going to be you guys hey no we could just do it raw you're just re- record it put it out there we're no, done it's not exactly what has to go into it i mean as much as we talk about me not editing because uh, i don't like editing but there's more that goes into it than just you know record it and then shoot it out of your we don't want to know how the sausage gets made, Ben. Um, <laughs> I do. Have hey, one you more. understand that reference now, though, don't you? <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. Um, all right. So the last one, speaking of Grant Morrison, OK, I always said I, I don't like Grant Morrison. There's two exceptions. One is All-Star Superman, which I really, really enjoy, probably because it's not in continuity. And number two is. Uh, his run on the JLA series. So I had some extra iTunes money, which you can use to buy digital comics. So I went back and I'm like, you know what? I, I remember liking Grant Morrison on JLA. I found like one of my favorite story arcs, which is the tower of Babel, which if you haven't read it, go read it. It's really good. Um, and so I bought the big giant, uh, collection. And so I'm reading through it and the first half of it. I'm just, hating it because it's grant morrison doing grant morrison and then we finally get to the parts that i really really enjoy and it's not written by grant morrison it's written by mark wade so it's not an exception anymore i don't like grant morrison except for all-star superman so you didn't know that it wasn't grant morrison who had written that you assumed that it was no like you originally read it because it's yeah because it's part of he has a famous run or whatever on jla and it's part of it's in the same series, but I wasn't aware that he dropped off and Mark Wade got on. Got it. And so, because <laughs> I remember like there was a couple of story arcs that were just awesome and I loved them, and all the ones that I were awesome and I loved them were right after Grant Morrison <laughs> quit the book. So, <laughs> wow. so yeah. Right then. All right. 
So least favorite reads from 2018. Now, least favorite viewings from 2018. And Evan, let's just start with you since since we're continuing with you. Let's let's just okay. go continue. Got a couple things you did not enjoy from 2018 that you watched? Yep. Okay. Uh, one of them, I'll start with the one that's actually sad for me, is the reboot reboot. Um, reboot Guardian Code, um, which is just nowhere near even close to touching the goodness of the original series. And for some reason, they decided to do half of it in live action. Um, and yeah, it was just a huge letdown. Mm. So, and I mean, we've been, we've been waiting for a reboot reboot for like years and years. Yeah. And this, this is what we get. And, and, and by we, you mean you and that other guy over there. Yeah. Me and there's a dedicated fan base, Ben. Dedicated. And dozen. Yes. yes. That's what we <laughs> Now you're waiting for the That's reboot, what... reboot, reboot. There's more than a dozen. Well, it, um, but was it a yeah. reboot or was it a sequel? No, it's like a continuation, a really cruddy continuation. That's the worst. Yeah. When your show comes back and it's not great and it gets canceled. <sighs> all right. What do you guys got? Uh, was that all for your? No, we're just going no, straight just through. Continue. Yeah, yeah. Just just go straight through. All right. Then I've got uh, Batman Ninja. <laughs> which <laughs> That should actually be on my favorite for 2018 uh, oh, just because of your it. reaction to it. No <laughs> it other so reason dope. than your own reaction to it. Oh, we sh- Ben, we've got to, we got to, we need to sit down and we need to do that commentary because that would be funny. Um, that's, that's funny because I have a, I have a book that is like one of my, one of my favorite Batman compilations and it's, uh, is it's either like manga Batman or Batman manga. And back in the sixties when they were doing the campy Batman series, they did a manga series in Japan and someone like, got a whole bunch of them, not all of them, and was able to publish them. I guess DC didn't even have versions of them. Uh, so it, it's not like it's like, you know, no, it's no, no. most there. There's been a reprint since then, though. Do you have, I the, think so, do you yeah. have the oversized one by Chip Kid? The Maybe. O- oversized hardcover? Uh, mine's a soft cover. Oh, OK, because, well, it might be the same one because oversized and it's like reprint from pages of the books that they like found. Yes. Uh, and so it actually has like the, the browning on the pages and stuff, but yep. then they did finally pull together like the the whole series and they've done three or four volumes of it. Wow. And it's the entire thing. I have those as well. And it's, it's campy fantastic because it's basically Adam West Batman. It's people, yeah. people in Japan watching the Adam West Batman show and then taking that and running with it. Right. And it is, it's a special kind of wonderful. It is. <laughs> it is it's not Batman anything. Ninja. Um, right. Now, there's been a couple other Batman manga since then that are also mm-hmm. really good. Um, like uh, Death Mask, I think, is one of them. Well, they also had the anime, the Gotham Knight, the anime movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so anyway, let's see here. I gave Batman Ninja uh, three stars. <sighs> Out of 17. <laughs> One star for me. One <laughs> star. I don't see if um, I put a review in here or not, but uh, one star. Oh, oh, oh. My last uh, thing that I watched that I really disliked and vowed to never watch again is a uh, crawl. 
Man. Yeah. Wow. Not, not going to do that again. Could have had a fun time with me at the Rift Tracks version of that. <laughs> but Sorry. Yeah. I made a vow, Ben. Sorry. My, my list <laughs> actually does a similar kind of action as what you did here um, by backhanding me with the crawl thing, which... I'm just being honest. Yeah, well, the, the thing with the crawl thing was this time when I rewatched it, it was not as much fun. And <laughs> and I, yeah. Uh, my least favorite viewings from 2018, one of them is The Predator. <laughs> and that that movie, I just... Uh, it turned me against the, the, the franchise almost like I like the concept of the predator, the, the predator concept. I like the movies are not great, but the concept, the sci-fi right. thing, you know, the, the alien creature that comes and, you know, just the fact that there is this franchise of these movies, you know, and I, 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 th- I guess I like the concept and the franchise more than I like the actual chapters in the franchise, if that right. makes any sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the Predator was not great. I did not enjoy it. And I recorded an episode, uh, a, a uh, road trip episode by myself to go watch this in the theater <laughs> and chose not to re- release it because I just did not like the movie so much. I had nothing to talk about. It was, I couldn't even rant about it on my drive home. Like on my drive home, I'm talking about how this is dumb. Like this movie was dumb. And what I'm talking about right now is dumb. So I don't know if that's ever going to show up on a week when we don't have an episode (laughs) or something, but, uh, it just, now I did do an episode with, um, uh, real world theology about it. And so there is an episode of their podcast out there where I talked about, this movie with two other people who are much smarter than me. And because I was talking with them, I feel like I actually had some things to, to say that were worth saying, but that movie and and it could have been good. Like there's some concept stuff that they did in that movie, but it just, it just bad. Uh, I just ugh. left a bad taste in my mouth, made me angry. And, <laughs> and like I said, I like the franchise more, I think in some ways than I like the actual chapters of it, but I own all of them. Every Predator wow. movie I own, I will not own this one because it's just dumb. Mm-hmm. And now it's making me say, well, why do I need these now if I'm not going to follow the franchise anymore? <laughs> uh, yeah. So. All right. Just. Ugh. Just. Ugh. Uh, my other least favorite viewing from 2018. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> uh, I just hated it yeah. before. I hated it again. And. Oh, Ben. I just. Nope. It just was not throw, good. Throw my hat into that ring. I I, <sighs> I did it for you, Evan. I did it for you. Thank like, you. There is one I reason and one it. reason only for me to watch that movie, and that was this is one of Evan's favorites. I'm going to give it the chance that it deserves, and <laughs> I watched it, and I just yep. Ugh. You know, it's like it's like when you have a friend who you know they have another friend, and that other friend isn't your friend at all, you know, and you don't like them. Mm -hmm. They just kind of get on your nerves and you aren't quite sure what your friend sees in them, but because they're your friend's friend, you're going to give them another chance, you know? And so you go and hang out with them and you're like, this is why I didn't like hanging out with this guy (laughs) because he keeps talking over me. He keeps making these jokes that are borderline insensitive at the best, you know, but, but actually offensive maybe. And, 
keeps making pelvic thrusts. Yeah, you just don't you just don't get it. You know, you know that they they grew up together or something, and so there's a, there's a bond between them, but uh, but you don't have that bond to cover up the the issues that you have. Whereas yeah. the, you know the other person has the bond, and and it's not that they don't see that there's problems; it's just that the they see the good. You know, they they see the good that's in that friend, but you just can't because you you didn't grow up with them. And so. it's like every single time you want to hang out with your friend, you're like, hey, let's. It's like, hey, is it okay if Mortimer comes? Mortimer. And you're like, uh, yeah, I, I guess. Well, I mean, it's, it's not quite like that. It's more like it's an unfair question. It's like you know, what am I going to say? No, no, no. no it's it, not okay that he comes. It, it's more like it's more like, hey, you know who would like this? Mortimer would like this. And and it's not like it's even being passive aggressive. It's just, hey, Mortimer would like playing hero clicks. Okay, well, let's invite him over. And then he comes over and he's like, oh, <laughs> he's he he's like spilling his Doritos on the carpet, and and he's not even offering to pick him up. So. I'm just really trying to figure out if this is a veiled reference to me. <laughs> <laughs> no more no no because we don't about, i mean evan, evan, evan there, there isn't a friend in between you and me you know it's not like i have a friend <laughs> who is your friend and this also is not a veiled reference i shouldn't have brought up hero clicks because it's not a veiled reference to <laughs> i know i'm just kidding because you know we play hero clicks with somebody that's evan's friend and so it's not it's not michael it's well not. no but it's what it really is is we're me and you are both friends with sean holtgren and i'm so you're oh that's with true sean, that is true and yeah. then I'm Sean's friend, and so yeah. I'm but just... Sean is not pushing you on me. <laughs> and Sean, yeah, no, it's not. It's not like that. So okay, I hope he's listening no. to this episode. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, how the Grinch stole Christmas. Uh, Steve, least favorite viewings from 2018, and then we can start talking about stuff we like. Okay, well, I have. Uh, I'm gonna go. There's a couple, and then there's some things that I need to talk about. So, um. So, yes, first of all, the Grinch who stole the magic of Christmas away from the thing that used to be the Grinch. And now this is all we can see. Don't give him that power, Steve. It's horrible. Don't give him that power. Um, Also, um, the uh, Cloverfield Paradox. (laughs) It's like all this play up, all this. Oh, guys. Oh, it's going to be. You know, uh, and it's the next stage. And the Cloverfield uh, Paradox is a great guy. No. So what if he gets Doritos in the carpet? No. Cloverfield <laughs> no. Paradox it's Mortimer. is not a great guy. It's Mortimer. <laughs> oh. um, and then I have two things where I need to start a conversation that maybe will lead into other episodes. I don't know. Okay. But one is I started watching two separate comedy shows and one i forget the name of but it had um two two people from saturday night live uh fred armison who also does portlandia mm-hmm. which is a comedy show and then uh maya rudolph who i don't know what else oh, she's done i just saw just, an ad for this i think yeah and i watched the first episode of that and then i'm gonna talk about quickly another uh, I, I watched part of the first episode and i'll tell you why i didn't finish it because i watched part of the first episode of another show and i had the exact same problem and it's it's something i want to talk about so the other one is um i forget the name of it it's like the, the amazing miss Maisel or something like that it's oh, amazon yeah, prime yeah yeah it's a period piece set in the 50s and it's a young lady 
and she's, you know, going through that early stage of her life. And both of them, you get about 10 minutes in and it's like the script writers sat down and said, you know, normal blasphemy just isn't doing it for us. Let's, let's like, like, let, let's force ourselves to come up with something that is so amazingly blasphemous that when people hear it, they'll, it'll like trigger the, 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 the laughter response instead of the, the, oh, this is like one of the worst things I've ever heard response. And I guess for most people, it, it does that. But for me, it triggers my thumb to turn the thing off, to remember it, and to never watch it again. And it's like, I, uh, w- <laughs> has it come to this, that people have to like tailor, make special, specific little blasphemous phrases and things to to insert into their stuff. It's not like they can just say, oh my, you know, whatever, or, you know, you know, taking the Lord's name in vain. It's past that now. It's to the point where we're going to offend anyone who has any, you know, Christian sensibilities to the point where, you know, we don't want them to watch. So let's get this done early and get them, you know, weeded out so we can start to, you know, produce the stuff that we want to produce. I, I, I can't. I couldn't get past it both times. I was like, you know, that's it. That's the end. I'm not watching anymore. Uh, so um, the answer to your question is yes. That that is what we have come to. Yeah. That is, you know, we are we are in a, uh, in some ways, a post-Christian world, but that makes Christianity an easier target that they've wanted to make it. And I say yeah. they as this vague kind of thing, but. Um, people, certain people, some people have wanted to make it that target for such a long time. Now they have the chance, and when they're doing it, it's in the name of freedom of speech. It's in the name of we can say this because we can say it now, and we've right. been waiting to say it. So, and Christians are the majority, so we can make fun of Christians. We can, you know, do um, stuff that's blasphemous because they're they're punching they're the up, is what they say. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're punching up. So. Yeah. You're not going to do that with, you know, Buddha or, you know, I mean, I, I guess some people do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the, you're right. But, but, you know, in, in a larger sense, it, if you, if they do, it's more like one shot. He like once on the, the Simpsons, you know, Apu Nahasapima Petalan says, you know, Shiva H Vishnu, you know, instead of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so the other thing. So, you know, and, but it's like, a one-off thing and it's not like a horrible terrible phrase that they like tailor made and put together to make sure it specifically is completely totally and 100 percent offensive to hindus it's just like oh you're you're taking their you know the name of their gods in vain you know that type of a thing yeah. um so and on a similar note um and th- like i said this might be the something for a, a bigger episode but um, lately as I'm watching new stuff being put out there and some of it for kids, um, it seems like they have to have positive characters who are homosexual and like 
it's hard to watch a show now without having that as almost you know part of it, like Steven Universe or uh, the new She-Ra or the you know the um, what's the thing with the lions Voltron. Voltron, you know things like that where it's like it's it's hard to to even find stuff that I can watch with my kids that isn't you know it, it, it this stuff is is built into their system it's not like you can you know just say oh and that character is gay or oh and this character is is whatever you know there there are things that are you know the the bible is explicit about but they're championed and it's you can't peel them apart you know so you know it, it's difficult sometimes when when that's part of a show and now Oh, all of a sudden we shouldn't be watching this. You know, we, I, I watched like, I don't even know, you know, dozens of Steven universe episodes until I, uh, with my daughter until I was like, you know, something seems a little funny. And, and I just had to scratch the surface to find out that the, you know, the person who, who created it is, you know, it's very much a lesbian agenda thing. So I was like, you know what? We're just not, we'll just, we'll, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, unfortunately. And and even other shows, they'll sneak little things in there, you know? And it's like, oh, the, the parents will get this. But, the, you know, obviously it's going to go over the kids' heads. And I'm like, why do you need to? You know? And it for 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 an adult, a Christian watching these shows... It sort of says to me, you know, you 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 care more about entertaining the adults with inappropriate stuff than, you know, caring about just putting out this thing for kids. Because when the kids get that old, they're going to pick up those references, too, because, you know, it's all over pop culture. Um, and then it's just going to sort of be like, you know, icky. So those that's sort of my gripes there. <laughs> so there was a lot of things like that this year that uh, I watched or started watching that I I said, you know what? I can't continue watching it. And, you know, some people, maybe they can. You know, some Christians, maybe it's not that much of a big deal for them. But, you know, Jesus is the name above all names. And when people take that, and use it as a joke or use it as a, you know, something that is tailor made to offend. I have trouble, uh, you know, getting behind that. So, so that's what I didn't like. <laughs> yep. All right. So let's move into favorite reads from 2018. Yeah. All right. Um, so I'll, I'll do my list. Mine's, mine's, I got five things, but they're, they're, they're quick. Um, so number one that I thought of was the Walmart 100 page giant comic books that they're doing right now, which are these $5 books, hundred pages each, each of these books comes with, uh, four reprinted issues in four different series. Uh, and then a, a brand new 12 page, um, storyline. And so you're getting 12 pages of brand new material plus four issues of reprinted material. 
And there's a Superman series that they they're on issue six of all of these. There's Superman, Batman, Justice League, which should be called Wonder Woman, and um, <laughs> and uh, Suicide Squad. No, 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 no. Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Yeah, that's that's it. And so um, there's the the reprints in there aren't necessarily like in Superman. There's Superman. It's reprinting some Superman comics, but then it's also reprinting a Green Lantern comic. And in Justice League, it's reprinting um, Justice League and Aquaman and a couple other things. Um, the Batman one is probably my least favorite because it has a reprinting of um, Harley Quinn comic. Mm. But it's – it's uh, so yeah, issue one through six of Justice League has issues one through six of a Justice League series plus issues one through six of Aquaman plus issues one through six of – I think it's The Flash that was in that one. Um, plus there's an original Wonder Woman story in there. And – and so it's just these books at $5 a pop, you know, they're, they're winners already just because of the, the size. But what's happening is I'm reading a Flash series I've never read before. Um, you know, I've just gotten the sixth issue, sixth volume for all of these. And so I'm getting ready to read issue number six of this Flash series that I'd never read before. And issue number six of this Green Lantern series that I've never read before. And issue number six of uh, Batman or Superman Batman team up series that I'd never read before. Which is and, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Plus there's this least, original it's story. Full size issues. And it's the full issues. And so mm-hmm. you're getting um it's this anthology book, you know, and they just finished month six. They've done a um they did a Swamp Thing Halloween edition. They did a uh, Christmas one that had a whole bunch of Christmas-themed stories. One of them is an original story, and the rest of it is reprints from the past. And they're also going to be starting a fifth volume, I think, that is The Flash. And oh, cool! it's just been a lot of fun. Every month, kind of hunting them down, finding out, you know, which, which Walmart actually has them first, you know, and, um, and so sometimes I'll walk into a Walmart specifically to find it and, Oh yeah, I found it. And sometimes I'll walk into a Walmart to, you know, get my groceries and walk by. And that's what happened with issue number six. I was not expecting them so soon. I think they weren't supposed to be out until next month, but there they were. And Christmas. Yeah. So it's, it was a lot of fun. And so that was my number one, favorite read from 2018 my number two favorite read from 2018 was in october when i did a month-long blog series for comic book time machine called the uh, horror comic-a-thon where i read (laughs) um a different horror comic every day of the month and some of them were bad some of them were good some of them were just you know i read it because it was in front of me and (laughs) i had to do something for the blog they weren't bad or good they just were there you know but that was a lot of fun um and then uh, number three read, and I'm, this is a game, but it's a reading game. It's There was a choose-your-own-adventure team co-op game that came out that – Yeah, this is really neat. And it's based on one of their books from the original series. They started reprinting the books, um, and they've cherry-picked which ones they're reprinting. So they haven't reprinted all of them. They've also updated them, I guess, a little bit, which I don't know. I haven't read enough to, to know how they updated them. But um, I think this one's called House of Mystery. And uh, there's five chapters, and you, each chapter takes about an hour to play. And you just flip a card and read the thing on the card. And then it's it's basically a choose-your-own-adventure book. That's half choose your own. Well, okay. One third, choose your own adventure. One third, almost role-playing game. As Mm. far as, um, you can accumulate, uh, 
items that you want to hang on to for chapter two and then chapter three. Mm-hmm. Um, and these items will uh, boost your um, your rolls when you roll to see if you accomplish a task. And But then the card will tell you, you know, go to, you know, clue card number 13 uh, if you examine this, you know, or go to card number 18 and, and it'll let you, you're, you're playing through a book, you know. And then it's also co-op. And so one person reads, and then when they get to the choice, the whole group has to come to a consensus on what you want to do. And if you can't, then the person who read the card gets to choose. And so, like, one time we're, we're going along, and my daughter is reading the card, and we all voted, and there was three choices. And it was half and half on two choices, including my daughter who was reading the card. But then when she was allowed to make the choice herself, she chose the third choice that no one had <laughs> voted for. But she was the one who got to make the choice, you know, okay. even though she had already voted for a different thing. So we were just expecting her to say, okay, yeah, we'll go into, into the gate or whatever. Um, but that was, that's been a lot of fun. We did that first chapter. It did take us about an hour to do. Um, and then we're going to be playing it again, you know, some, some weekend or something to it, but it's, it's been fun. Um, yeah. Uh, another favorite read from 2018. I am reading a book right now that I was supposed to read a lot earlier, but I hadn't yet. This was actually sent to us to read. Uh, and when I say us, I mean me, um, it's called a bloody habit. And they were talking about, um, connecting with us to do an interview with the author. Um, it's a Victorian book that takes place, uh, in the 1900s, or in 1900, well, around in there, whenever Dracula came out, the, the book Dracula, and as okay, so as so it's it's after that, and as the main character is reading the book, things are happening in his life um, that are showing that maybe the book is not fiction, uh, mm-hmm. and and it's it's just it's really interesting. I haven't finished it yet, but I am having a lot of fun reading it because it reads like a J.K. Chesterton novel just with its wit and kind of whimsy almost, but then it also reads a little, little Bram Stoker ish. Uh, but then it's, it's modern enough that you're able to follow along with it. And so it's like, it's, it's honestly, it's like uh Downton Abbey with a vampire in it. Almost, you know, um, it, it's just, I'm really, really enjoying it. So I just haven't finished it yet. And I feel bad because they sent it to me. Um, let's see. They sent this yeah, back in June. <laughs> so remember that whole time thing? Yeah. We have best intentions. So if you're listening, um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Oops. And oh, one last read. And I just read it today, but it's really, really cool. And that is in 1984, Isaac Asimov wrote an article for the star. I don't know what the star is because I didn't look closely at the link, but wrote an article about what life would be like in the year 2019. And it is really interesting. He talks about, uh, he talks about computing and how computing will become something in the, in the classroom that will make learning more, uh, more fun. And that the teacher's job is to engage the imagination of the student and the computer's job is to give them the information. Mm. And, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a really interesting read. So yeah, those are my favorite reads from 2018. All right. Who wants to go next? <clears throat> I can. Okay. Um, I've been reading the current Superman comics 
uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis. And I, for the most part, I've been really enjoying him. He's doing action comics and he's doing uh, just the Superman title. And there's, yeah, like there was some, I guess, some fear and trepidation on the Superman fandom part because I think Dan Jurgens and his team were just doing a bang up job with it. And then Bendis comes over from Marvel and he takes over. But I'm a big Bendis fan, uh, especially in the way he writes dialogue. And I'm just seeing that come through in Superman. It's pretty great. Um, Action Comics has been really, really good. And Superman's been interesting as well. So I've been enjoying that. Um, It's all comics, guys. So (laughs) the next one is Heroes in Crisis by Tom King, which is uh, DC's newest crisis title. And instead of a universe-ending event, it is about a crisis center that Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman set up to help superheroes deal with PTSD and other things that they uh, go through and have because of the adventures they go on. And it's also a murder mystery. So that's been very interesting and intriguing. I think it's only on issue number four or five right now um, out of 12, maybe. And I've just been really enjoying that. Uh, Then I have been picking up Shocker, some weekly Marvel comics because I really enjoy the Fantastic Four and the Fantastic Four are back in Marvel comics and the things get married and uh, I've been picking up all those issues and they're great. Loving it. And, and Dan Slott's writing it. I'm a huge fan of Dan Slott. I loved his She-Hulk run and I liked his Spider-Man stuff as well. Uh, and then I bought with some other iTunes money, I bought the two volumes, giant, like 500 page volumes of Batman war games, uh, which is an epic crime drama. Like that sweeps up all of Gotham city. And it's just a really, uh, cool story and, and very like street level gritty and not a lot of super villains, but just a lot of like gang war and mob violence and stuff. That's good. And then, lastly, I am rereading Ultimate Spider-Man, the series, again. Because it's the best comic book series that's ever been written, in my opinion. (laughs) And uh, I just got, my sister-in-law gave me, for some reason, a $100 iTunes gift card for Christmas a couple of days ago. And so I bought 15 volumes (laughs) <laughs> of the graphic novels of the comic books because they're all on sale for like two or three or four or five dollars so i just loaded up on ultimate spider-man and now i have them forever wow and i'm reading through them so well those I'm, are my I'm, top ones. i'm also reading the the greatest run on a, a comic book ever oh sweet um, yeah you're right it, it, uh, the uh, walt simonson's thor um <laughs> Yeah, we started that in, in homeschool. We're not homeschooling the kids this year, so it sort of slowed down. But I got we got through like the first uh, maybe year um, of of books, and which is all like leading up to Ragnarok. And if people don't think this is epic, then I mean the last Thor movie was called Ragnarok, and Walt Simonson had a cameo. As an Asgardian, <laughs> so you know it was sort of sort of important in the uh, the whole 
uh, Thor mythos there. Um, but anyway, that's sort of slowed down because um, we did something in the house that should have happened 20 years ago. Um, we just had this area where there was a bookshelf and it just was like a junk collector space. And we were just sort of like, this has to change. So my wife's like, there's a, a chair upstairs that, you know, we one of our kids just doesn't even use. It's just he throws stuff on, et cetera, et cetera. Move it down here in front of the bookcase. So we moved it down there. It's like the most comfortable chair in the house. Huh. And now it's my chair. And <laughs> I've loaded up the bookshelf with like instead of, you know, sitting and, you know, watching YouTube or, or Netflix or something over and over again or trying to find something new to watch or whatever, I have like like all this different stuff lined up on my shelf and I'll read like a, a chapter of this and then it goes, you know, to the end and I got the, you know, the other ones to choose from. And and you know, I'm I'm reading so much more stuff, which is amazing. It's incredible. Um the only little glitch in the whole system is, and it's not even a glitch because it's kind of wonderful. Um, I'm in the same room with my wife because, you know, if I'm watching something and she's watching something else, usually we're in different rooms, but she's, you know, she can watch whatever she wants or, you know, play on her computer or whatever. But sometimes she turns on stuff that I want to watch too. So now we're watching more stuff together and it's, good stuff it a lot of it is you know christian content stuff um and in the times that um we're not doing that i'm reading much more in general just you know period um one thing or it's actually two things that i picked up off my shelves that i'm i started uh if anyone knows, we should do an episode on this, and I should force you guys to read them uh, if you haven't. But uh, there's a, a guy named Charles Williams who wrote these novels back in the late 20s to the 1940s. He was a contemporary and friend of C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien and um, you know that group of people. And his books... They're not in a mythical place, but they take mythical elements and put them in real world settings. And most of the time, because those mythical things, usually they're, you know, what I'm what you might want to call Christian mythology, like the Holy Grail or, you know, things like that. Um, but they're they're things where it brings elements of the divine into modern day life and because of the the dis, the um the disparity of the divine and the mundane a lot of times when those things happen there's an element of of horror but it's not like horror, like something jumps out of a, a dark room and says, boo. It's it's the horror that this world is not what it's supposed to be. It's it, This world is changing, you know. And when something so perfect comes into it, you know, it starts to do things and, and changes things in a way that human beings, and he writes in the, you know, the, the context of the human beings going through these things, they're experiencing them 
and sometimes it's it's an element where it's a little sci-fi it's a little horror it's a little um fantasy but it's it's all examining you know his understanding of you know how these things are working in the world and uh, there's a companion book that goes along with it called something like the novels of charles williams and it sort of walks you through um the deeper themes and the deeper uh you know meanings that that williams was going going for um i have it somewhere i don't know where it is but there's actually a comic book that someone made and it was c.s lewis J.R.R. Tolkien and and Charles Williams as the protagonists, and they're going up against Aleister Crowley, and it's set in the <laughs> like the 1940s. And um, I don't think it's a Christian production, but it just has all of those really interesting elements. Um, and I I'll have to find that and you know do something deeper on that sometime. But uh, but anyway, the the book that I'm reading, the first one that he that uh, Charles Williams wrote is called uh, Shadows of Ecstasy, and basically it's about the uh, the forces in Africa starting to invade Europe, and uh, it's interesting nowadays in, if you're interested in racial tension and that whole thing because. The forces in Africa are largely, you know, um, African people, and they're they have a a new goal, a new impetus, and they're they want to bring what they have to the larger world, and they're doing it, and you know, part of it is through conquest. So um, there's lots of different little elements in there as well. If you like older writing, like you said, GK Chesterton, uh, the man who was Thursday, things like that. Um, it would have, it, it would appeal much to those types of people. Um, it's a slow burn. So sometimes like if you're a, a Stephen King fan, um, a lot of times when I've, I've read Stephen King stuff, it's sort of a slow burn where you get like halfway through and then all of a sudden you're realizing that something is, you know, the crazy thing that's happening. It's not like, you know, a, a monster is jumping out at you on the on page one. So, you know, it's 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 that type of a feel to it. I used to sort of describe his books like Stephen King for Christians, but it's not really. Um, if you like Stephen King and you like that sort of uh, horror where there's like a deeper sense to it, um, you might like this. Uh Who's the other guy around that time that was a horror writer? And I'm completely blanking on his name. Uh, Lovecraft. Uh, sort of like maybe that type of a feel. But Lovecraft, I think, was a little bit more wordy um, for just maybe the sake of being wordy, where Charles Williams has a lot of challenging words because he's writing for an audience that those words wouldn't perhaps be so challenging, you know, 80 years ago when his stuff came out. Um, but nowadays, you know, words change meanings. A lot of the stuff he wrote was in between the two wars. So you have that type of a context instead of a post-World War II context or post, you know, Vietnam and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say, you know, hey, 12-year-olds, jump into this series. This might be great for you. Um, it might be for someone who's a little bit more mature in their uh, reading habits. 
and is you know understanding of more of those deeper concepts. All right. So that was our favorite reads from 2018. Now let's talk about the favorite viewings from 2018. And Steve, you want to start? What's the favorite, some of the favorite things because, you watched from uh, 2018? Because one of the thing, one of the favorite things that I've watched, I've watched in my mind because it's an audio thing. It's a old time radio. Um, and it's something that I said, you know, well, it's, it's, it's a serial and it's a long form science fiction BBC serial from the 1950s. And you're sort of like yawning every single time I, I say one of those things and yes, to a point, but the interesting part of it is that it's long form science fiction from the 1950s, you know, and the BBC does it. So it's a pretty well, pretty well done. It's well thought out, well plotted. What, what is it? And it's, um, it's, <laughs> I didn't even say it. No, it. no, that's it's called, <laughs> it's called journey into space. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And, and that is have you heard really it? good. Oh, I've, yeah. Journey into space. I mean, it's so, so stereotypical in some ways, but for people who like the history of science fiction, um, it's it's archaeological because you know you get these characters that are playing these roles that you know nowadays you have characters playing those roles in science fiction movies, and you're like, you know, you might be sick of them now, but the thing is, back then you're understanding why these characters are there. You know, there's, there's one guy called Lemmy who's sort of like the big mouth, you know, but the thing is it's radio. So you have to have someone who states the obvious. So you have someone like Lemmy who's, you know, Oh, I hit my head on the stupid thing again, you know? And you're like, Oh boy, this guy, but you know what? We all know that guy. And without him, it would be like you'd hear a lot of stuff and not understand what's going on. So, you know, we have these characters nowadays and they, they play their part in the, in the whole thing. So you have, you know, that character, but he, he's an actual good character. He has a good role to play. He just, that's his, his personality. And you see all these different little things in an archeological sense where you're, you're seeing them back then. And, you know, they're talking about, you know, the, the, the computers on tape, you know, cause mm-hmm. they don't have disc text, not technology and, and that type of stuff. Um, you know, they, a lot of the stuff is it's, it's, it takes longer for them to do it because it's the first time a lot of people are hearing it. So you have a lot of the blast off experience where they're like, Oh, this is a lot of pressure on us. Oh, we're going, I hope it ends soon. And it's because that's what people wanted to hear. What is it like taking off in a, in a spaceship and no one had ever done this. So it's actually, there's basically three series and then like a little thing that they did later, um, in the, in around 1980 or 81. But, uh, there's the first series, which is 12 episodes, then a 20 episode series where they go to Mars and then a 20 episode series called the world in peril where it involves Mars again. And like I said, it's it's probably not for kids. Um, it's I'm enjoying it because in this time between 
the school seasons, you know, the, the right before Christmas and then right after New Year's, uh, I'm doing a lot of uh, my other job. One of my other jobs is driving a, a limo. And I have to drive half an hour to get to the limo place. And then sometimes from there, I have to drive half an hour to get to the people where I'm picking them up. I drop them off somewhere and I have a half an hour to get the limo back to the company and then a half an hour back to, to, uh, to my house. So, you know, sometimes I can blast through four of them in one trip, you know, so I'm at four episodes and I can sort of, you know, get a, a better pace of it. I, I can barely understand how people could have listened to them and waited a whole week to hear the next episode. You know, it's like uh, you would lose the sense of it, wouldn't you? I mean, especially something that's taking place over 20 weeks, you know, and it's a series. You miss one and you might be lost. So, you know, to to think that people had the wherewithal, you know, back then to say, oh, okay, 167 and a half hours ago, I heard the last uh, chapter of this. You know, there's no there's no possible way they didn't put it out on disc. They didn't, you know, there wasn't a, a way to rewatch it or re-listen to it or anything like that. And you know, they someone collected them all and, and put them all out there. So, um, so it's really interesting to me because I'm getting that chance to listen to a lot of them, uh, and I'm almost done with the the third thing. And then there's, I guess they in 1980 or 81 they they got, I, I don't know, I haven't listened to it yet, but I assume they got most of the cast back together and did like one last adventure. Um, but uh, it's it's just one of those things. It's, it's, a, it's like I said, it's archaeological. And sometimes those types of things are really fun for uh, the very seasoned, read old, uh, you know, people who enjoy that type of type of stuff. And yeah, you know, it's, the, it's good. It's it's good yeah. stuff. I I enjoyed it. It's been years since I've listened to it, but I, I really enjoyed it when I did. So yeah. What else? Uh, favorite viewings from 2018, maybe a little shorter this time. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of the, the movies that I watched. Um, I didn't watch a lot of movies. That's okay. Um, let's see. I, I, I'm glad that I, they, they, uh, put out new seasons of travelers and dark matter. Um, I might not be a hundred percent on, you know, how they're going, but it was nice to see them back. Um, they could do less with the swears though. So, uh, one thing that I've been doing with my kids and it just sort of happened is, uh, we're watching like some old, um, uh, silent movie things so we watched nosferatu we watched uh, uh the fall of the house of usher we watched um some of uh georges milieu or whatever his his name is uh you know the the voyage to the moon things like that um stuff like that so we're we're and we're, we're sort of making fun of it as we go along but it's it's cool to be able to watch that with kids and to you know, to enjoy it again, because they're, they're good for what they are. I mean, they're just silent films. I'll leave it there and uh, hand it over to you guys. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> Stop. Evan. <talking>. Yes, sir. <laughs> Favorite viewings from 2018. 
Go. All right, well, okay. Spider-Verse, obviously. If you want to hear my uh, review about that or my thoughts, you can go listen to our episode where we I, I talked about it. I not it yet, but I want to see it. It yeah, was yeah. fantastic. Five stars from you, me. You can also go to Welcome to Level 7 to hear me talk about it twice. Because uh, <laughs> I, I talk about it there as well. That was on my list as well. And Yes. I uh, That might be top movie of the year. I don't know. Nice. Man, wow. it's just big. It's so good. It, it's very good. So much fun. Okay. Uh, now, these are not in any particular order that I'm saying these. So the next one is Aquaman. Top viewings of the year. Five stars for me. Loved it. I might downgrade my star rating again. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, Ben. It's just the more I think about it, the more I'm just like, oh, they could have done this and it would have so much better. If you'd like to hear our review, you can go listen to that episode. Um, Or you can also listen to my thoughts in the post credit of the Spider-Verse episode on Welcome to Level 7. So just (laughs) throw that out there. Nice. Uh, And then I'm going to throw out Infinity War. Yep. Liked it. One of the top okay. movies of the year. I think I actually gave that one four and a half stars. Yep. Four and a half stars from me. And uh, if you'd like to hear our thoughts about that, you can go listen to that episode. <laughs> yeah. And there's uh, a episode on Welcome to Level 7 as well. Uh, yeah. And Ben. Yeah. Just plugging away. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so far, everything you've talked about, we've talked about on Welcome to Level 7. That's really yeah. interesting. Okay, go ahead. Keep going. Okay. And then... Uh, my wife and I just watched through, finally, the first season of Lost in Space on Netflix, the new oh. the new show, and we loved it. Thought it was so great. Uh, sucks you right in, and the production value is off the scale good, uh, especially for a, a Netflix show, or I, I don't know, just for a TV show. I mean, it was like you're watching a movie. It was so good. Have uh, you seen the early episodes of the original? No. Okay. Uh, but I have seen the movie, which was okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm I'm aware of the, all the dynamics of the different characters and stuff, and I really enjoyed uh, what they did in this show, and I thought it was very good. So highly recommend that. And uh, fairly family friendly, maybe maybe ten and up. Yeah, That's I watched it with all my kids it? except for Doug. Um, my, my eight year old, he, he gets bothered pretty easily about some things. Um, and so there was some things early on that was like, ah, he's not going to, he wouldn't handle that well. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, yep, that's one. And then finally, uh, Spider-Man for the PlayStation four, which is a video game. And it was phenomenal. Uh, one of the best superhero video games, period. I'd probably tie it. Uh, or put it like a half notch below Arkham Knight, if you know, if you've played that, that's for your reference right there. But I'm planning to do a entire episode, uh, bringing on a special guest host, and we're who's also played it, and we're going to talk about it in detail. So look for that coming up in the next couple of weeks or months. Months <laughs> might be, yeah, because we got <laughs> we've got, got time based stuff that we have to do. And, yes. Yeah. I every time we have done a. Um, road trip episode i have mentioned that i've been keeping a 2018 ranked movies list so do you want that now or at the end yeah go ahead and do it now let's do it now oh, yeah all right so <clears throat> these are movies that i have watched in 2018 that came out in 2018 are you starting and on I, the top or the bottom i think i will start at the bottom 
and they all fall into different categories of likage. Okay, so I'm going to start at the bottom with hated. Okay, number 33, hated Batman Ninja. <laughs> all right, now we're going to move out of the hated and into the okay category. They were okay. Um, number 32, Tiny Shoulders, which is a, a documentary about Barbie and its history and how they redesigned the doll for uh, better body image stuff. Uh, then 31 is The Meg, about the giant Megalodon shark. It was okay. And, uh, yep. And then number 30 is Robin Hood, the new one, which was okay. Uh, number 29, Sierra <laughs> Burgess is a Loser, which is a Netflix original film. And it's a play on that Shakespeare play. I think it's Shakespeare where the one person is in love with another person, but they have a surrogate go and, and be the person to meet them or write them letters or something. Cyrano de Bergerac. I, I think it is Cyrano, isn't it? Cyrano is not Shakespeare. Oh. Shows you how cultured I am. So that's number 29. Number 28 is The Maze Runner, uh, The Death Cure. It was okay. Uh, number 27 is Crimes of Grindelwald. It was okay. Number 26, Beating. Crimes of Grindelwald is God's Not Dead 3, A Light in the Darkness. It was okay. Uh, now we're moving to into the zone of movies that I liked. Okay, so I liked these. Uh, then it's Venom, number 25. Number 24 is Godzilla, the anime one that we watched. I, the title, the subtitle is too small. City on the Edge of Battle. <laughs> Godzilla, City on the Edge of Battle. Number 23, the Cloverdox pair, or Cloverfield Paradox. Number 22 is Peter Rabbit, the CGI fluffy animal movie. <laughs> Number 21 is Rampage with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Number 20 is Skyscraper with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Number 19 is the even newer version of The Grinch That Stole Christmas. With done, Dwayne Rock Johnson? No, with Benedict Cumberpatch. <laughs> and I went and saw that with my little two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Yumi, and it was a blast. She loved it. Um, and then number 18 is The Christmas Chronicles which is a direct-to-Netflix thing with um, Kurt Russell at yeah, Santa Claus. I really enjoyed that. I yeah, enjoyed it that a lot. Number 17 is Ocean's 8, which is about the, you know, it's the, yeah, whatever. It's the girls doing the Ocean's thing. And number 16 is Tomb Raider, which I, I really enjoyed that one. Number 15 is another Netflix movie. It's To All the Boys I've Loved Before, which is a teen romantic comedy. And me and Shantae really enjoyed it. I would recommend it. It's a fun movie for married couples. It does have a little bit of uh, racy content, a, a little bit, but it was very funny. And we, we enjoyed it. Uh, and then number 14 is Ready Player One. Number 13, Black Panther. Number 12, Incredibles 2. Number 11, beating Incredibles 2, Black Panther, and Ready Player One is Scooby-Doo and Batman Brave and the Bold. Team up. <laughs> which I really, really enjoyed. Wow. <laughs> it was great. Black All Panther, right. I would say, on my list, too. Now we're moving from the I liked it to the I super-duper liked it and recommend it to all of you. Number 10 is Ralph Breaks the Internet. This is the top 10. Number 9 is Solo, Star Wars Story. Number 8 is Christopher Robin, a Disney movie. Number 7 is The Death of Superman, directed dvd movie. You can watch it on DC Universe app. Number six is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Number five is Teen Titans Go to the Movies, which was hilarious. Number four is Jurassic Park or Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Number three is Aquaman. Number two is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And number one, just because I had the most severe 
theater reaction I've ever had watching a movie in the theater is Avengers Infinity War. All right. Well, was, and how many reaction. how many of those did you give five stars to? Two. Wow. Aquaman and Infinity War? No, Aquaman and Spider-Man. So Infinity War was number one, but you didn't give it five stars. Yeah. I couldn't give it five stars. Aquaman was a perfect movie, but Infinity War had the visceral reaction. Yes, it did. I was, I scared myself. If I went to the theater and did that with Ben, he probably would not go to the theater with me anymore. (laughs) Because I yelled at the top of my lungs for a good three seconds. Long Mississippi seconds. <laughs> at what point? <laughs> when at the, at the sc- end? No, at the Red Skull reveal. Oh. <laughs> I was like, yeah! <laughs> and then I stopped at the end. I'm like, man, that was way more loud than I thought. And I thought more people were going to be excited, but I was like the only one. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty funny. <sighs> like I yelled. I was like, yeah! Because I was so excited. All right, then. <laughs> there it is. Right. There it is. <laughs> you people don't understand what I go through for the podcast. <laughs> like, you know. I have like I have an to... out-of-body experience when I'm in the movie theater. Because <laughs> you don't even – that's – what's funny to me is that you realized you did this one because normally you don't realize Yes. Your whole life is an out of body. Because after, <laughs> after we walk out, I'm like, so what? Do you remember that time when you, what? <laughs> yeah, like, what? No, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, you did this. Oh, really? Yeah. So, okay. Cool. All right. So for me, favorite viewings from 2018, uh, one of them is Marvel. Um, now I haven't watched 2018's Netflix stuff yet from Marvel, but Agents of Shield, the end of the most recent season, was really really good. Um, yeah. Infinity War, really really good. Black Panther, really really good. Into the Spider Verse, really really good. Um, Cloak and Dagger, surprisingly, surprisingly really really good. So that's one uh, screening that, that was a favorite thing for me. Another one, and this one is more, um, relational than that. I actually enjoy it, but Pokemon. So, um, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Pokemon because my son has gotten into it and it's kind of become not the only thing that we have, but one of our things, uh, is that he and I will sit down and actually play like some Pokemon battles with cards, uh, sometimes based on the real rules and sometimes based on some made up thing that he, I don't even know what, <laughs> but it makes sense to him and I follow along. Okay. Uh, so it's almost like <laughs> he's, he's picked up the rules now, but when we first started, it was just like, he was just following along with me and just going along with it. Um, but that's, that's also what I do with him. So, um, and we went and saw the one movie in the theater that just was, uh, that limited product or limited run. Um, and you know, we just, it's, it's been fun to do that with him and, and to have that thing. Whereas I'm taking, you know, I'm taking my family to go see Infinity War, except for him and my wife. <laughs> and he's not going because he's eight, you know, yeah. and and she's not going because she would hate it. Um, <laughs> and, I, you know, although he, I did get to take him to Into the Spider-Verse and he really enjoyed that, too. So, um, yeah, so it's it's uh, yeah Pokemon. It's something that I've enjoyed more than I thought I would. Um, and, you know, the show itself, it's, it's pretty decent. So. Uh, 
The Toys That Made Us. I watched it in 2018. What's going on? So uh, the next thing on my list would be The Toys That Made Us, which season one was released, I think, in 2017. But I didn't actually watch it until, until 2018. And that has been a really fun walk through memory lane. And there's been a couple other things like that. There, there was a He-Man uh, documentary, even though the Toys That Made Us did an hour on He-Man. But there's a documentary as well on He-Man and just interesting stuff, nostalgic stuff, you know, that kind of thing. And then finally, um, uh, this is rewatch for me, but I rewatched some of my favorite sci-fi movies recently. And so I rewatched Alien and aliens and that was fun i also rewatched alien 3 and Re- alien resurrection not as fun but um <laughs> but those two were, were part of that and then also i rewatched um solaris and stalker nice. which are both by andre Tar- tarkovsky i think is his name and something like that yeah and so he's someone i'm actually really really interested in following some of his other works as well and so i actually own now andre rubloff and um, oh, a couple other things that I bought from him that were before these two movies. But these are his two sci-fi movies. And uh, I was surprised because I've seen both of them before. Solaris I've seen twice before. Stalker I've only seen once before. They're both very, very long movies, almost three hours long. Um, and Solaris I found myself enjoying, but there's a couple things in that movie, um, like a very long sequence of just cars driving that – uh, you know, I, I could do without, but, um, but stalker was, it was an experience. Like as I was watching, I was just like, Oh my goodness, this is, this is big. This is good. This is meaningful. And yeah, it's the kind of thing that, um, I'd like to do some episodes about, but I just don't see us getting to them, um, here on, on the strangers and aliens podcast, but eh, maybe we will. I don't know. We could do it. I mean, we might, we might, but, um, yeah, just just Stalker especially was just a moment for me where I was like, oh, this is this is good. Um, by the way, uh, of my movies, I'm not going to go through my whole list of movies that I saw in 2018 um, just because it won't be as interesting because that's not I didn't make a list like Evan did. And so I'd have to like sort it sort through it as I'm talking about it. But um, but uh, Alien is the only five star movie that I watched this year. And so Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, Incredibles 2, um, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs on Netflix. Those are all four and a half stars from me. Um, Stalker yeah. and, and Solaris and Aliens and, and Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse. All four and a half stars from me. So though, that was fun to rewatch these movies that were just, yeah, they were as good as I remembered them. And then a movie that I watched that I had never seen before was Village of the Damned. And it gave that four and a half stars as well. That was really, really, um, it was good. I liked it. Anyway, yeah, so that is looking into the past. Now let us, um, well, let's continue looking into the past, actually, as we look at 2018. What are some favorite memories from 2018 from Strangers and Aliens? And then we'll start looking at the future, things we're looking forward to in the future. But favorite 2018 memories from Strangers and Aliens? You have any? I've got. <laughs> no. For strangers and aliens. Yeah, things we was did this, this year. Was this the year that we like turned over on that street and there was just like diapers lining the road everywhere? Maybe. Because that was fun. 
That was funny. That was really weird. <laughs> oh, and the guy that saw us podcasting at the stoplight. That was Aquaman. Was like, yeah. yeah, looking looking at us and then rolled down his window and said, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> like I'm sitting there looking at Evan and I can see through Evan's door, uh, window. There's this guy and he's like looking over as Evan is passing the microphone in between us. <laughs> I'm just about to say that guy's looking at us and he just yells, guys doing (laughs) and he's like laughing (laughs) and then it turned green and we had to turn and so we couldn't like yell back at him we're making a podcast about aquaman (laughs) so that is a thing that happened yeah that was funny classic uh okay so from strangers and aliens some of my favorite memories we finished the seven deadly sins series we did that is a favorite memory for me uh, another favorite memory for me from Strangers and Aliens this year was Batman Ninja. <laughs> just <laughs> make, like just watching Evan watch this movie oh, was <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, oh. So I'm enjoying the movie as it is, but it's it was just doubled up because of him. So there's that. Uh, and then you know what else was kind of meaningful and special to me was doing that Advent series, even though it was just me by myself, but. That was something that uh, I really enjoyed researching and looking into, and uh, yeah, and and there was some stuff in there that I felt like you know this is I was not just preaching to the choir; I was preaching to myself as well. There is some stuff in there that, as I'm researching, I think, oh, I need to I need to change this or adjust this or yeah. So yeah, those are some of my favorite memories from 2018. So, all right. All right. So looking forward to 2019, what are some of the things you're looking forward to, gentlemen? I'm looking forward to reading more. Like I'm looking over at my chair right now and I'm like, look at all the books. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to that. Also, um, I think I've mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast, um, but I am getting um, – some writing software where there's some people who can just turn churn stuff out and it's just you know gold every single time they you know put pen to the page ben avery so um (laughs) some people need a little bit more guidance and i'm the type of person where i found this system and the price has always been a little bit on the steep side that i didn't really want to chunk down all that change but it's to the point where every time I want to write, I think about that system and then I say to myself, you know what, I'll write this when I get that. And I just never seem to write. So um, it's you know one of those things where I enjoy writing, but I like the logic of that system so much that now I'm actually just going to plunk down the money and get it. It's a thing called Dramatica. Um, and it just – it it makes sense of your writing. It puts logic into it. it. It's for some people. It's not for other people. If you want to check it out, I think at dramatica.com or just Google dramatica. Um, or if you want to talk to me about it, um, yeah, more than happy to, to talk to people about it, but, uh, it just, it, it makes sense for me to use that writing because I want to get more stuff done. And there's so many different things in my head that I just want to get out and, so that's what's that's what I'm looking forward to. More reading, more writing. Cool. I'm looking forward to Kingdom Hearts three. 
I've been looking forward to that since I was 15 years old. And now it's finally coming out. <laughs> so, yay. Uh, also, the Reign of the Superman movie, which is the sequel to the Death of Superman movie, which was really great. Uh, that's coming out in January. Really looking forward to that. Also coming out in January is Young Justice Season 3. Young Justice, the most fantastic DC Universe television show, which was unceremoniously canceled, much to the chagrin of the gigantic, dedicated fan community, is now being brought back on the DC Universe app. The one reason I got the app, I'm watching it, it comes out on January 4th. Uh, can't wait. And then, also Young Justice-related, Brian Michael Bendis, one of my favorite comic book writers, is reviving one of my favorite comic book series, the Young Justice comic book series featuring Superboy, Impulse, and Robin is coming out also in January. January's coming up, nothing but Evan. <laughs> it's great. Also, they're making a Batman Hush movie, which is one of my favorite, if not the favorite, Batman story arc of mine. Uh, Cartoon and, or yep, live yep. action? Cartoon. Thank the Lord, because... I mean, well, they could make a good life action movie, but I know they would never do it right. Um, but I, based on what they're doing with this Superman stuff and their previous track record with some of their other DC movies, I think it'll be good. Hush is one of it's the storyline that they're doing in the Batman uh, Walmart book. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I'm huh. I'm I'm not getting it. <laughs> like I'm, it's a serviceable story, but I'm I'm just trying to figure out like why is this such a great great story arc? Is it the end? of the story arc that makes it wonderful or uh partly it's it's the story arc as a whole uh it sets up a couple of famous story arcs like um the under the red hood but also it's just like the best story arc i think that you can give a person who wants to get into batman comics because it just walks you through all of the uh side the batman family and the villains in a very interesting way. Have you gotten to the Joker part yet? No. Okay. Well, no. Just hold on. Okay. I am holding yeah. on because I'm okay. trying. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where this is beloved. Yes. Why? Yes. Because it feels like it's just any other Batman story right now. But maybe that's why it's beloved. It's just it's really done well and it's just like any other Batman story. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's a foundational sort of thing whereas like current batman stories they're always trying to like do crazy stuff with the family and with batman and all sorts of stuff but this kind of just plays it straight and does it really well cool maybe i'll check it out sometime yeah okay i'm looking forward to there's just basically there's a ton of marvel movies um you got Captain Marvel, you got Infinity War Part Two. This now has a name, which is Endgame. Mm -hmm. um, you've got the Spider-Man Homecoming sequel, which is Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, I'm looking forward to that stuff. Uh, I'm looking. He forward doesn't feel very good, Mister Stark. Spider-Man Three: Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> looking forward to Episode Nine in December, and that's something that I'm. I don't want to wait that long, but I'm hoping it's good. Um, looking for in January, looking forward to glass, which is oh, the nice. third in the M night Shyamalan, uh, superhero, Bruce Willis, Samuel L. Jackson trilogy. Um, so I'm looking forward to those things. Some of the other stuff that Evan and has talked about. I am also looking forward to finishing my novel, uh, 
it's, it's done. Now I just, I'm, I'm cleaning it up right now, having a couple people read it. And I'm excited about that. The sci-fi novel that I wrote in November, um, which I talked about that October blog thing that I did. I'm like, if I can do a blog post about a comic book every day of this month, I can do some words in a novel every day in November. And I did. So there were some days where a couple days where I did like a hundred, 200 words. And then there was a couple days where I did 6,000 words, um, <laughs> you know, but, but I did the November writing challenge and that is about 1600 words average every day in order to do 50,000 words that you start on the first and end on the 30th. And you don't have to finish a novel. The challenge is just to do the 50,000 words. But for me, I did the 50,000 words. And then the next day, I, I actually wrote the final two chapters of the novel. And, and so now I'm going through and just cleaning it up. And because um, nothing that I do is ever good. Uh, the first the first draft, you got to You got to have people read it. You got to have people give you feedback on it. And. And so I'm hoping that this will end up being something that is going to be good. Yeah. And I was going to do the November writing challenge with Ben, but I didn't. I don't know why and you so, brought that up, but well, yes, you're right. You didn't now, do it. It's true. Now I'm going to try to do it in January. I sat down and I wrote three chapters today. So so now you're okay. doing it in January, but starting it today. Yes. So really, I never heard anybody. Today is the first day of your 30 days is what you're saying. Yep. Let's do it. Yeah. It's, it'll probably be a shorter book. My last book was only 10 chapters. So this will, I'll probably do something similar here. Yeah. My, my big thing is I'm excited about it because it's a couple different ideas that I've been toying with and actually have now merged together into this one, um, which is actually a lot of my best ideas end up being that where like I'll have a good idea, but it just is missing something. Then I'll realize, Oh, it's missing this from another idea I had. So that was, that's what time flies was. That's what armor quest was. That's what the Oz Wonderland Chronicles, all these different things where it's like, if I mix in this and this, hmm, <laughs> it actually fixes it for me. Um, Cause time flies, the, the plot line was actually a plot line that I created for time traveling humans and then when I came up with the idea of, oh, what about these time-traveling flies because of the pun? And so some things I had in that idea, some things I had in the, the human idea, pull them together and boom, there you go. Voila. Yeah. So that's, that's always fun too when that comes together. That's the same thing with the sci-fi novel is just things were popping up that I'm never going to do this, but I can do it here. Okay. <laughs> so Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's, uh, 2019 that we're looking forward to. And I want to also say, I'm looking forward to, you know, talking with you guys some more and yeah. I'm not sure exactly what episode 301 is going to bring us, but I do know we are going to be talking about unbreakable and split and glass, uh, one way or another in, in the next uh, couple of weeks. And there are definitely, you know, we'll be doing some more road trips. I bought a new microphone for us. Evan, so you don't have to hold a microphone and pass it between us, and then no one's going to give us weird looks as we're driving along. It is yes, not indeed. it is not the X-wing fighter pilot style thing that you want, but we can't have can't have it all, you know. You know what? I, I might just buy a helmet and just wear it. You can do that anytime you want to. Anyway, you know, you don't have to wait <laughs> until you're recording with me to do that. So, um, 
Yeah, and and uh, I'm not sure what else we're going to do here in the future. We have a new series that we were talking about doing once we finish The Seven Deadly Sins. That's done. So now we can possibly look at doing that. So, yeah. So, uh, final words, guys. Got any final words for me? I, my final word is you guys brought up so much stuff that I missed last year. I mean, like The Incredibles and uh, Spider-Verse and all that stuff. They're like some of my next year, 2019, I think, is going to be like catching up on a lot of the stuff that I missed in 2018. So that's my final word. Yeah. I would say if anything that you have missed that we've talked about into the Spider-Verse, that's the one to go see. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, and I would say with with Aquaman, that would be good to see on the big screen because there's some beautiful imagery that on the big screen, I've heard it's amazing in IMAX, Evan. We missed out by not seeing it in IMAX. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Some of that okay. stuff, that we, especially the specific stuff that we talked about that was just gorgeous and beautiful, I guess was amazing okay. on, on IMAX. But um, Into the Spider-Verse could potentially be at home, but I would say not on your phone. You know, like watch it, <laughs> watch it on a screen that's actually a, a bigger screen. But um, yeah. But if you, if you get a chance to see just one of those uh, into the Spider-Verse, man, it's it just hits everything. And it's family friendly and it's uh, it's heartfelt. I mean, I almost cried three times in that movie. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Lump in my good. throat. Lump in my throat. Not, not quite tears in my eyes, but definitely lump in my throat. But I laughed a lot, too. And yeah. So um, Evan, final word. Did you say your final word? I don't think I did. My final word is going to be word. Okay. <laughs> and my final word is thank you for the last 300 episodes. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us and thank you for giving us your time and thank you for um, letting us enter into your headspace as you go about doing whatever it is you do when you listen to podcasts. We appreciate it. And it's a lot of fun. Hopefully we've, given you some fun hopefully we've given you something to think about and talk about and until next time godspeed You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter, where we are at Strange and Alien, or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-37-ALIEN. And once again, thanks for listening. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to record the opening. Here we go. Strangers and Aliens, episode 300.
Looking back at 2018, looking forward to 2019. You ready? There's a, a thump thump that I keep hearing. I don't know if that's your mouse or... That might be me clicking on a thing, but I won't yeah. do that while we're doing our okay. thing. Um, it just must be the, the Yeti sitting on the same surface as... It is. The laptop, I figured. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just be careful of that. I will be careful. Thank you. And let's do this thing. <clears throat> I'll balance it on my belly. How about that? You could. I don't... Is this, is this any better? I don't know if I would do that, man. <laughs> Although, I'm still recording, so we may have found our uh, post-credit. I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that different than the other time? <laughs> uh.